Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Last week, we finished our question and answer series. Let's listen today as we resume our study of Hebrews, and Dr. Bloom begins with chapter 10, verses 26 through 39. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. This is your radio pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom, welcoming you to another Lamp and Light broadcast. Well, today we start part three of the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, and I hope that you'll have your Bibles ready, a good King James Bibles. We do word studies, and we use King James because it is the most accurately translated Bible, because it comes out of the very best manuscripts. And so I hope that you'll have your Bible ready to follow along with us. And then in addition to that, I trust that you will be telling others about the Lamp and Light broadcast, because that's how the Lamp and Light grows. Now, we also want to soon make available for you helps from our bookstore. Now, our bookstore will have some things that I've written that you may order and some things that some of our other people within our ministry have written, and we'll want you to have that. We'll give you more details as time goes on, but uh, we want you to know that uh, we're going to have some things ready for you. Right now, I'm working on a book on prophecy actually prophetic sermons that I've preached from our pulpit here at Central Baptist Church in beautiful Cala, Florida. And I will want you to have that, but we'll let you know more about that as the time draws near that we get all of that together. And so I'm just letting you know of some of the plans in the future. As you know, we are a ministry that our church has fully supported us. We're not a rich church by any means. We're not a what they call super churches today, but we are a church that loves the Lord. Our people give and give as unto the Lord, and that's how we've been able to maintain this ministry to this point, and it's been all by the good hand of the Lord. We ask that you do not send us, again, I say that, that you do not send us your tithe. We believe your tithe belongs to your local church. However, above a tithe is 10%, and God lays upon your heart, an offering for the Lamp and Light broadcast, and it is above your church tithe, then we would accept it, knowing that anything you give would go into the ministry of the Lamp and Light radio ministry. We're not trying to expand. We will expand. If if there were funds there, there's areas that we can't expand. But again, we're not trying to get to a point where we get big and then all of a sudden we start compromising in order to maintain our bigness. That's That's not what it's about. Our our goal is to preach the truth as it is to men as they are, but to speak the truth in love. And I, I know that you get beseeched by many who want you to send money to them. So that's not our ministry. And those that listen to this ministry know that. However, we do beseech you for your prayers. And I trust you'll pray for the lamp and light 
ministry with all of its needs, and we would appreciate that so very much. Now, if you have your Bibles, we're in Hebrews chapter 10, and today we'll begin in verse 26. Now, just kind of a review. So far, we've seen in verses 1 through 18, the true offering for sin. And then in verses 19 through 25, the true optimism in service. Now, our next passage of Scripture, verses 26 through 31, the true offense of sliding. And so we'll be following that today and on through the rest of the chapter as we go over these next couple of weeks and try to finish out the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. If you have a Bible question, make sure that you either email us You can email us through our website, and our announcer will give you that at the conclusion of our broadcast, or you can write us a letter at our physical address, which also our announcer will give you at the conclusion of the broadcast. So I trust that you'll be willing to write us and let us hear from you, and we do want to hear from you, and let us know if the broadcast is a blessing to your heart. Now, as we look at the true offense of sliding, verses 26 through 31, first of all, we see in verses 26 and 27 of Hebrews 10, willful sin. Now, listen as I read. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Well, I would say that that is pretty tough language. Now, what I'm about to share with you is not generally held among most of the fundamental authors which I studied on this passage. Whenever that happens, I have to go back and seek God before I trudge on, because I am not the center of all truth, the Lord and his word is, and my misunderstanding can get off, so I I always want to go back and make sure that when I have a lot of good fundamental authors that, that disagree, then I want to make sure I go back and restudy it and see if there's something I'm missing. And so when I do trudge on, I, you might say I do it with fear and trembling. However, I believe that I stay within the context of both the chapter and of this book by proceeding on with these following thoughts. He says here in verse 26, If we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth. Now, the word knowledge here is not the normal word for knowledge. Rather, it's the idea of clear and exact knowledge. It has the idea of complete understanding or clear perception. This word could be used in speaking of the marital relationships between a husband and a wife in in its Greek usage of that day. You may have a knowledge that knows how to turn the computer on and do certain things. You know if you hit certain keys, the computer will then do what you want it to do. However, although you know that you hit this key and it does certain things, you do not know why. You may not understand 
why you follow that procedure. You only know that it's right. But now a, a skilled person, for example, Mark Hopper, he's actually Dr. Mark Hopper, who also works on the technical aspects of our ministry here. And and he has developed our website, and he was one of the men that originally helped develop the email system of the Internet. And when he hits a key, he understands why. Not only does he know what it will do, he understands why it does that. Okay. Now, I may know why it's hitting a certain key does something, but he knows why it does that something. And that's the difference. And that's the idea of the word here of knowledge in if we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth. To have received the knowledge of the truth and then sin willfully means I understand this is a sin and why it's a sin, but I do it anyway. Now, some in the past have taken this to say that if the unsaved know the way of salvation, but they go on anyway knowing they should be saved but reject it, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. And a majority of the men I read believe it that way and have stated that way because they continue in their presumptuous sins. However, I believe that a man is savable until the day he dies. And then one second into eternity is too late to be saved. Now, most commentators use the fact that the word sin here if we sin willfully, is a present participle in the Greek, meaning a continual and habitual sin. This then shows it is speaking of the unsaved, they would say. And they would go on to say, a Christian cannot know something is sin and continually, habitually, commit sin. That person who does was never saved to begin with, is what they would say. Well, we just read verses 24 and 25. Let me read those to you again. And let us consider one another and to provoke one another unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, here we have a command. A very imperative command of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Somebody that is there at church, not there, very inconsistent, spasmodic in their church attendance. Okay? Now, if you break a command of the Lord, then that is sin. I mean, does that is that right? If the Bible commands us to do something and we don't do it, then that is sin. And when we willfully don't do it, it is sin. But we also saw... Consider one another provoking to love and good works. That's what we're commanded to do. We don't do it, then it is sin. When we know we should do that, and we say, I don't want to put myself out for them. You know, I don't want to put myself out for that. And and then we willfully sin. So we apply that passage to the saved here. Now, let's look in verse 30 here of this paragraph of Hebrews chapter 10, where it says, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. Now think about that. The Lord shall judge his people. So, really, 
His people are saved people. Let us have some further thought on this. Is smoking a sin? Oh, yes, it defiles the body. Man knows it, and he does it. Is gossip a sin? Yes, man knows it, and he does it. Have you ever been telling a story, and you just kind of, we, we call it stretching it, okay? We kind of like to embellish the story to make it more exciting when we're telling it, because when we're telling it, after we're telling it, we say, boy, that just doesn't seem exciting to me, so we add a few twists. Well, that's a lie, okay? Now, we, we don't call it a lie, but that's what it is. Is lying a sin. Yeah, you even know you're embellishing it while you're doing it. So that's a habitual sin. It is a presumptuous sin because you know you're doing it. So the Christian knows it is sin. And if a person, a Christian, has a habitual sin, he, he continues to smoke, he continues to gossip about different things, he continues to do things that he should not do, and he doesn't do what he knows that he is supposed to do for him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. He's not faithful to church. He's forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. He's very spasmodic. He's not provoking others unto love and good works, which he knows he should do. Okay, these are sins that he may do habitually and know that he's sinning these sins. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying... May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.